this is a big question that comes up. How much money should we ask for? Should we require as a minimum from our joint venture partner? There are millions of real estate investors out there and most are stuck with just a couple of properties. They want financial freedom, but their small portfolio ends up costing them more in time, effort, and money than it's worth. Getting out of the rat race seems harder than ever. This show will help you do more deals, better deals, and bigger deals. Finally, you'll be able to reach your income and lifestyle goals. How? By attracting and leveraging private money partners and their capital. Now get ready to raise more money, because here's your host, Dave Dubow. It's a Dave with another episode of the How to Raise Capital 101 show for real estate investors. And let me ask you this. Have you ever wondered what the minimum investment amount should be that you're trying to get from your joint venture partners, your investor partners? This is a big question that comes up. How much money should we ask for? Should we require as a minimum from our joint venture partners? Now, as you know, we do done-for-you services for clients. We've got a new thing out called the, the Capital Blueprint, and this is where I spend uh, an hour and a half to two hours in a one-on-one -on -one consultation with a, a capital raiser, help them create a whole roadmap, a whole blueprint on how to raise capital sooner and long, over long-term as well. And this is one of the big things people kind of a hang up, have a hang-up with, and they say, well, Dave, what should my minimum investment be? And usually... What they're thinking is way too low. All right. So bottom line, how much should be the should the minimum amount that you require from your investors investors be really depends on a couple of things. Number one, it depends on the size of deals that you're doing, right? That's that's the big thing. That's the biggest thing. So we've got some clients that are doing strategies that really don't require a heck of a lot of capital per deal. And they're doing a really large volume of transactions, right? So overall, they need a lot of capital, but per deal, not that much. So a great example of this would be one of our clients, Remington, he does raw land. He buys land and flips land. And some of these properties he can get for $5,000, $7,000, $10,000 per property, right? Because it's vacant land and quite often it's out in the middle of nowhere. Plus he's getting smoking deals on these properties and getting them way below market value. So his minimum investment isn't that high. However, he still requires that his investors be able to invest at least $20,000 in a deal. So that's his minimum. Other people are doing tax liens, tax deeds. Some folks are doing low cost mobile homes. In those cases, you know, if your average deal is $15,000, $20,000, well, that's what your minimum investment would be. Now, on the other hand, if you're starting to do bigger deals, or you're doing more expensive deals, like a lot of our clients are in Canada and the average price of a house at the, at the time that we're recording this is over $650,000. So buying a, a rental property, 20% down, property transfer taxes, closing costs, yada, yada. If you're doing a burr, you're doing a flip, all that kind of stuff, prices tend to be a lot higher. So here's kind of my rule of thumb. With those higher price properties, I recommend that your minimum investment be at least $100,000. So for example, if you're doing a strategy buying single family homes and on average you need 80 or $90,000 to do one of those kind of deals, then yeah, the minimum investment would be about $100,000 because you want to have one investor per 
deal for those kind of properties. Started to get up into bigger deals, more expensive deals, multifamily, that sort of stuff. Then perhaps you're looking at an even higher amount. So for example, when uh, I'm raising capital for multifamily projects, usually the minimum amount for investing is $150,000. And why is it? Because here's the bottom line, you guys. The fewer investors involved in your deal, the better. I know this is kind of counterintuitive because we're all, I'm talking about raising capital, bringing on joint venture partners, et cetera. The more, the merrier. Yes and no. The more, the merrier, but the fewer involved per deal, the better, right? Because here's the bottom line. If you've got a project where you've got one investor on board, well, that's great because then you only have to report to one person. You've only got one person to answer to. You've only got one person calling you up and hassling you and getting nervous about things, et cetera. If you're doing that same deal, say it's a little single family home, let's say you needed to raise $100,000 for that deal and you brought five investors on at $20,000 each, well, now you've got five people to deal with, five personalities, five potential headaches, five, you know, it's usually not going to be everybody being a pain in the butt, but out of five people, one or two of them are probably going to be a bit of a pain in the butt. So you've got that much more headache and hassle to deal with. And here's been my learning. Over the years, typically the person who can easily invest $50,000 or $100,000 or $200,000 in your deal tends to be a much, much better investor in the sense that they let you do your thing and they focus on their thing. They leave things in your lane, right? Whereas if you're bringing on a small investor where all they've got is $10,000 or $20,000 to their name and they're investing their entire life savings with you, that person's going to be a very nervous Nelly, all right? So you have to be very, very careful about that. So here's some of the issues that I see with people when it comes to this whole, you know, how much should I be looking for as a minimum investment is that they they don't want to come across as presumptuous or greedy by asking for too much capital, too much money up front, right? So they, they assume that the people that are on their list and their networks don't have that much money, that it would be a real stretch. You know, it's out of their comfort zone to ask somebody to invest $100,000 in a deal or to make $100,000 be the minimum requirement, right? So it's, they just, they've never done it before. So they want to start small and work up to it. Well, again, you can do that, but I wouldn't recommend it. I th again, I just, too many cooks in the kitchen. There's too much personality conflicts, too many challenges to deal with. So the fewer investors, the better. Another thing is don't assume that, that you know how much money people have to work with, right? Especially if you're in, in North America and you're dealing with people who own their own home for any length of time, chances are they've got easily got 50 to 100 to $200,000 in home equity in their property already that they could access. So they've got money in, in retirement accounts that's not doing very well for them, or they've got money in stocks, bonds, mutual funds that's not doing very well for them. So don't assume, right? Lots of people, there are trillions of dollars out there looking for a good home. All right. And here's the other big advantage. If you're working with fewer people per deal, you're actually doing them a favor. Because again, realistically, the kind of returns, well, percentage wise, it might be the a similar kind of return on a $20,000 investment as a $200,000 investment. However, the person putting in $200,000 is going to get a lot bigger chunk of cash out of that deal because they invested a lot bigger chunk of cash in the first place. 
So again, if you've got fewer investors, it's a better deal for you. It tends to be a better deal for them. Their money is not as diluted. It's not diluted in the deal. All right. Now, the other thing I hear from, from clients and potential clients is, well, well, Dave, I really want to do people a favor. You know, not everybody's got 50000 or $100,000 to invest. I want to be able to help the little guy as well. And I commend you for wanting to help the little guy. But again, I'm looking out for you, right? I'm really looking out for you. And here's the reality. When you work with a bunch of little guys or little gals, and I'm talking about small investors who only have ten dollars or $20,000 to invest, again, they tend to be the most nervous investors out there because they have worked really, really hard to save up that money. That's their nest egg and they're investing in your deal. So as soon as they hear something negative on the news about real estate, they're going to call you up and freak out. As soon as they somebody tells them they shouldn't have invested in that, they should be in something more safe and secure like stocks or mutual funds, funds, yeah, baloney. But, you know, their their brother-in-law gives them some advice. Then they're going to be calling you up trying to get out of the deal. And that is a massive hassle for you and for them. And I've just seen those kind of scenarios go south way too often. So again, you can do whatever you like, but I'm going to highly recommend that the fewer investors, the better. The higher the amount of capital required, the better. Okay. And another thing people say, well, Dave, I don't have a track record working with investors. I'll take whatever I can get. Beggars can't be choosers. Well, yeah, you can. If you've got even one successful deal under your belt, you're ahead of 95% of the non-real estate people that you know, because the average person has never invested in a revenue property. So if you've got one good deal under your belt, you are ready and able to start raising capital. You just have to step into it with confidence. So here's a great example. Alisa. Alisa is one of our clients. She came on and started working with us. She had no previous experience with uh, raising capital. She'd done a few little deals. She was nervous and she thought that her minimum requirement should be quite low. So I went through this whole explanation with her. She trusted in the process and very, very quickly she raised over $600,000 for a multifamily project that she was working on. So check this out. I'm really thankful that you took the time. I mean, Gord has been really great. He's been a super, super positive reinforcement and resource for me. Yeah. I, I love Lorna, your whole team. I just, I have, oh. I have good things to say all around. I invested in your program and within 60 days, I raised to the, to the tune of uh, $750,000. So Holy smokes. it already, wonderful. my investment in your program has already been paid back to me sixfold. Well, there, I hope you ex like that example with Elisa. It's amazing what she's been able to do. You can do the same thing. If you're looking for some help to make this happen, there's a couple of things that you can look at. Number one is you and I can have a direct conversation and see if our services or if our capital blueprint might be a good fit for you. And you can check that out at moneypartnerformula.com. You can take a look around the site and then when, when you're ready, click on the book a call tab and pick a day and a time and you and I can have a conversation. Or number two is as this episode is coming out, we're still in December of 2022 and in January 28th of 2023, we're holding our next full day virtual workshop. I call this the Capital Activator Virtual Workshop. You can check it all out. You can uh, find out all about that at thecapitalworkshop.com forward slash VWS. I'll put the link in the show notes below as well. So again, that's the capitalworkshop.com forward slash VWS. Find out all about that. 
We're going to be getting together with a small group of capital raisers, spend a full day together live via Zoom. So you can ask and get your questions answered right there on the spot. I'll walk you through the newest, latest, and greatest. And because you are a podcast listener and hopefully a subscriber, I'm going to give you a special deal. So if you just put in the discount code podcast when you're registering for the event, that will chop 50% off of the price of the ticket, which is already pretty low. And it'll also get you a buy one, get one free opportunity. That means you get a ticket for you and your household, and you can send a free ticket to another real estate investor friend of yours as well. So again, go to thecapitalworkshop.com forward slash VWS to check that all out. And I will see you on the next episode.